0: Welcome to Ranger Stories, a window onto America's national parks that ring New York Harbor. Alexander Hamilton was the archetypal American immigrant. The only founding father to be born offshore, out of wedlock no less, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps and brilliance to become Washington's right-hand man, the first Secretary of the Treasury, and one of the chief architects of the American system of government. I'm Steve Lace, Chief of Cultural Resources for the National Park Service Manhattan Sites, more usefully known as the Park Historian. Alexander Hamilton is a notable founding father. He, of course, is the first Secretary of the United States Treasury. He was the co-author of the Federalist Papers, which argued persuasively for the adoption of the Federal Constitution. He, in many ways, shaped the origin and growth of the new republic of the United States. His story begins, unlike any of the other founding fathers, with a birth outside America. He was from the island of Nevis in the Eastern Caribbean, and he not only came from a different place geographically, but he came from a very different place socially and economically. He had no wealth, he had no property, he had uh, no family. His parents were not married to each other, and he was orphaned by the age of 14. And so he came with nothing but his own brilliance, his own ambition, a good deal of charm, and gradually created for himself a new role. At the same time, he was creating a new nation. He met Washington for the first time during the Battle of Harlem Heights in 1776. And he conducted his artillery battery so skillfully that Washington asked to meet him. It was kind of a father-son relationship. Of course, Washington never had any children of his own and Hamilton uh, didn't have a father in the picture. But I think the main thing was Washington recognized very quickly Hamilton's skill, his brilliance, and his ability to articulate the things that Washington needed to communicate. During the war, Hamilton rose very quickly, within a year, to uh, being Washington's aide de camp and author of his orders, letters, and really explained uh, Washington's uh, views to the public and to the Army as a whole. And then Later in life, when Washington was at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia in 1787, it's commented by many people that Washington didn't say anything, but his views were expressed by Alexander Hamilton, who was very eloquent in favor of the new federal constitution. And that was recognized by everybody there, that because of their close connection, Hamilton was really speaking for Washington. You might say that Hamilton Grange was the culmination of a lifelong dream. It was the only home that he ever owned. He designed it largely uh, and certainly had a strong hand in the way it looked and the way it functioned because this was where he was going to bring his family After 1800, he was no longer leader of a successful political party. He was a busy lawyer living in Lower Manhattan, and his family was growing. He had six children there. Lower Manhattan was not a happy place to live, particularly in the summertime when typhoid fever was raging in the community. So he, first of all, saw the Grange as a healthy retreat for the family— but it was also an emotional expression of his success. He was able to show, through the refined architectural elegance of the Grange, the kind of artistic sensibility which he had risen to. Unfortunately, Alexander Hamilton's brilliant life ended in 1804, with a duel with Aaron Burr, who was then the Vice President of the United States. He sat down the night before the duel in the study of the Grange and wrote a final letter to his wife. And there are two things that he expressed in that letter. The first was his dislike of dueling and his belief as a Christian that it was wrong morally, but that as a honorable man and in order to be a public servant, he had to go through with it and face the possibility of his death. The other thing that he expressed to his wife was his devotion. They had had their troubles as a couple. He had been an unfaithful husband. But throughout their entire life together, it's clear that they were deeply devoted to each other. And Hamilton realized that he was leaving his family deeply in debt that the expense of building the Grange and furnishing it and having their entertainment and their parties and so on was really beyond his means. And therefore, should he not survive, his uh, wife and family might not have been able to continue to live there. As it turned out, they did simply through the generosity of a group of Hamilton's friends. I think it's a real tribute to Elizabeth Hamilton that she did everything she could to maintain and embellish his reputation. She always hailed him as a hero, and even into her 90s, she would stand in front of the bust of Alexander Hamilton and tell guests that this was General Hamilton, whom she called my Hamilton. For more ranger stories and information on the national parks of New York Harbor, visit nyharborparks.org.